You're listening to In The Lead, the podcast for real estate pros looking to grow their business. Whether you're new to the business or a seasoned pro, we come to you each week with the latest technology and online strategies to help you sell more, work less, and make a difference in your community through your real estate business. This show is brought to you by Easy Agent Pro, creators of Lead Sites, the ultimate lead generation website for agents. For show notes and links, check out Easy Agent Pro slash podcast. Awesome. Good afternoon, good evening, and good morning. My name is Chris McHale, and you are with us on the In The Lead podcast, the podcast for real estate agents to help them generate leads online. Uh, today, I have another very special guest. Um, last week, we did have an individual on who was talking about drones, and I figured since we're on the idea and on the topic of creating content for uh, your business, we actually have a content creator here, a specialist who specializes in content creation, uh, the pros and cons of doing it. His name is Mr. Rhett. Uh, feel free to let them know who you are, how long you've been doing, what you've been doing, and, and the whole nine yards. Yeah, so my name is Rhett King. I have a social media company called RE Social. It actually happened while I was in college at Pepperdine University in Malibu. I got my real estate license my sophomore year and started working under one of the top uh, realtors in Malibu. And through that process, I was starting to grow my own social media following at the same time and was able to grow this motivational account from zero to 100,000 followers in nine months. And kind of through doing that, learned the ins and outs of it. And then uh, the guy, the real estate agent offered me to do it for him. And as you know, real estate agents work a lot off referrals. So he was kind enough to start referring me to a lot of different agents. And that was about four years ago. And now since I've graduated and have been doing that full time. So that's yeah. awesome. That's very cool. It's pretty amazing to think that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, there really wasn't that need at all. There was no business behind it. It wasn't, it wasn't a thing. Um, and it's really cool to see it just kind of build up to the point where, uh, you know, you, you've been able to make a business out of creating content for others or helping others create content, which is really, really neat. Um, so let's, let's talk about content creation. What exactly is it? What, what, what are the benefits? What are the pros and cons to it? And why do you think a real estate agent needs to be on this, this content creation train? Well, the thing to think about is that back in the day, all you could do was advertise through a newspaper, advertise through a magazine, and so all these ads were really two-dimensional. So one of the best things about social media is it allows you to make your ads actually come to life. You're able to make video and able to also control the own distribution of that. And you can decide, you know, okay, I want to spend X amount of money, or I want to spend X amount of time doing this, whereas in typical advertising, it was X amount of money for a newspaper and, all, and you'd have all these different expenses that wouldn't necessarily get all these results because all you're doing is just talking about listings, talking about this. And it's comparable to Nike. If you were Nike and all you're doing was talking about your shoes, you wouldn't really be a big brand. Whereas now, if you're a real estate agent, all you're talking about is listings, it's the right. same thing. There's not that emotional connection there. Absolutely. So the benefit of social media is being able to really tell your own story and actually connect with people and have people be interested in you and think of you as more than an agent. And that's kind of the whole topic of this whole discussion is becoming more than an agent. And so that just like, again, Nike isn't just a shoe company. You have a much stronger emotional connection with them. And everybody has their, their favorite brand or their favorite even uh, sports team that they really connect with emotionally. And my whole goal is to get 
agents to be able to form that same connection with potential customers, with their uh, current clients and whatnot, and continue to grow that and foster those relationships. And social media is the best way to be able to create those connections and continue to build them. Right. It's funny you bring up sports teams. I tell every agent in my little phone calls with them, you know, it's one of the best ways to generate leads is if you're if you have a specific team that you're hooked in. I know that you live in L.A., you know, LA Galaxy is there at the new, the new MLS team, LAFC is there. Um, and it's just, you know, you have all these new sports teams picking up pace in different parts of the country and, you know, the whole city rallies behind them. And I guarantee you that there's at least one potential leader, potential sale in that group that are rallying behind that team. And if, if you're a fan, it makes it so much easier. It's always easier to talk to somebody and connect to somebody on a personal level when you have something in common. And so that's why I always say like sports teams are the best way to get that commonality as quickly and efficiently as possible. A hundred percent. And the thing is, it's still true that we need to understand our target demographic and understand what the clients are looking for and what interests them. But with social media, like I was saying at the beginning, is the benefit is we get to tell our own stories and talk about what we want to talk about. Right. And so the law of attraction is so real. And when you talk about what interests you, you're going to attract the actual people that are interested in the same things. So it, it works a lot more long-term beneficial for your business than just to again just be talking about your real estate because that's honestly boring to most people right yeah talking about yeah ask you exactly yeah talking about an uh you know a loan is not sexy it doesn't sound good nobody nobody (laughs) wants to talk about it and that stuff and and it sounds you know i i always have the argument with people that well you know finding my niche audience is kind of top of the funnel stuff and in reality it is but the more top of the funnel stuff you have you know, when you're nurturing that lead for six months, seven months, they're going to remember you as the guy who loved the soccer team, not, you know, the, re- not, the not the Remax balloon that that's associated with your name or something like that, which is, which I think is more important, especially for, well, you bring up, you bring up a, a super solid point there that sometimes it, most of the time it's going to take s- several months, even years to actually get somebody to work with you. And that's not even because you're a bad agent or whatnot, just the nature of real estate that, People don't buy houses every single day. Right. So w- like when you're selling shoes, yeah, maybe it is something that even that people buy maybe a couple pairs a year. But like with real estate, it takes so long to actually have somebody. There's so much timing involved. Absolutely. That for somebody to see your ad and also be happen to be in the market to buy a house at that moment is very, very rare. So you the ability to actually stay in contact with these leads is what's really important. And that's a huge thing that I see missing from a lot of agents in general. Even if they're doing their marketing, even if they're doing their content creation really well, the lead follow-up and their lead nurture is such a huge th- problem that's missing. Right. And I saw, I saw a stat the other day that said, uh, agents usually follow up 1.3 times with a new lead on average, and it usually is at least three hours until they do it. And I saw an interesting stat that said if you follow up with an agent within the first 21 or within the first five minutes, you increase that the av- the ability to convert that lead by 21 times. Right. And if you follow up with that lead six to eight more times, it's 68%. Right. And so the other thing to keep in mind with even uh, with lead follow-up and lead nurturing is that everybody has their own way of how they like to communicate with people. Some people like emails, some people like text, some people like phone calls. So having a strategy in place, whether it's you or hiring, there's a bunch of different companies that do this or even having an assistant to do this, it's necessary. I think it's one of those things that We've been in the process of just check, looking at marketing as just checking boxes and just doing what everybody else is doing and just being like, oh, everybody's in this newspaper, so I got to be in this newspaper too. Everybody's in this magazine, so I got to be in this magazine too. And just doing these things, but not actually doing stuff to follow up with these and actually create traction from these. Yeah. So when you are implementing a lead program, make sure that there's actually 
a nurture program assisted with that, that you're not just getting a million email addresses that people aren't interested in. And then just kind of going off that, when you are creating content as well and you're creating that emotional connection, when you then actually generate leads off of people who have seen you and are familiar with you, you're gonna get a lot more, a lot better response than just simply putting out a lead ad and then just following up with people about listings. Right, absolutely. And it's it's funny, I uh, <clears throat> I just had this conversation with somebody like 10 minutes ago before, before we chatted. <laughs> That was the thing. They're like, what you know, what makes those other agents stand out? And that's exactly it. They're thinking outside the box. They're thinking of different ways to create content that doesn't have to pertain to real estate. And and that's what that that's where if there ever was, and I hate to use this term because I always say there's no such thing in the real in the real estate industry in marketing terms. If there ever was a silver bullet, it's definitely thinking outside the box. It, it, it and that's it. Other than that, you know, there's really not much else you can do that's different or that will that will magically give you more business. It's it's literally it's it's putting in the blood, sweat and tears, figuring out your niche audience and then sticking to that, staying consistent the entire time. That's the magic to it. Consistency is a huge thing and that's the thing is especially with I mean every industry is changing rapidly and really day by day, but the thing with uh, social media and specifically for real estate agents is we can't just be doing like, oh, hey, this is the new technology. Let's try this for six months. Let's try this for right. three months. With social media, especially when you're going the content creation route, the goal should be this should be a lifetime thing. As long as you're in real estate and as long as you have a personal brand, you need to be personally marketing yourself. Right. And social media happens to be the easiest and best way to do that. Right. Absolutely. Okay, cool. So let's say that I'm, I just got my real estate license. I've got a little bit of cash I'd saved up and I'm ready to go start creating content. What's the... You know, what are some of the, the good ideas or the best ways to become that storyteller, to become that creator? So like we were kind of talking about earlier, the first thing is to think about what is it that most interests you and what do you even love talking about? Because like I just said, this is you want this to be something that can be a lifetime type of thing. So if you're talking about stuff that you just think other people want to hear, it's not going to be something you can sustain. You're going to do that for a month and then be bored of it or tired of it and right. not want to do it any longer. Right. And another thing I would say is, is just try different things. Make videos without even worrying about posting them. Sometimes we're creating stuff and so consumed with what people might think about it and really trying to get a specific message out when we really just need, especially at the beginning, just try different things. I was just talking to an agent about that this morning and we're talking about doing Taco Tuesdays or um, Sunday brunches with Steven and just all these different things that are, that are different than just real estate but are part of his life right. and things that he enjoys. And if he's going out to Taco Tuesday every night and he's talking about it and somebody in his area happens to see it and they see him out, they're going to be a lot much more likely to even approach them and start that whole conversation as well. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I, again, it's so funny that this is, if I had a dollar for every time I had this conversation with somebody and they just, <laughs> and, and they just don't listen to it, they don't, they're, they're mm -hmm. the big one, right? Just make videos. Even if you mm -hmm. know you're going to look like hammered dog crap, make the video, yeah. do it. It doesn't matter if you have to post it or if you want to post it. The fact that you're doing that, that you're not born with this no. ability <laughs> to create perfect videos content creators who hit millions of views a day did not do this o overnight it took months for them to get there it took years for them to get there and that's just that's what it is 
You're, you're I mean, that's the exact same thing for me. I've been, I started this whole motivational thing years ago and now we're reaching about 5 million people a month through this. And that just started like recently in the last few months. And we were, you know, consi- and consistently putting out content every single day. I hadn't missed a day for years. Right. And now the traction is starting to grow. Right. So it's like, it's something that you have to stay committed to. Absolutely. And, and the, the, the thing that you said to you, the big one that I love is what interests you? What do you love talking about? The, the, you know, everybody knows that saying, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Mm -hmm. It's not feasible. It's not feasible, right? We know that there's 7 billion Mm -hmm. people, almost 8 billion people on this planet. For some of us, it's just not going to happen. But Mm -hmm. the more you can tweak your job and your lifestyle to what you love doing, every chance you get, take advantage Mm -hmm. of it. And as real estate agents, you have a very, very great job that allows you to do that. If you want to be, if you want to be known as that agent who loves soccer and has done everything that you can do in your community for soccer, that's something you need to ride with. If you love cooking, if you're a big foodie, everybody loves food, right? Stick with it. That's what you do. Blog about every experience of the local cafes or restaurants that you've gone to. This is stuff that it sounds ridiculous, but it works. And they, it's so difficult to get this. I'm not now. I'm, I, it's great to hear it from somebody else because now I don't sound like a revolving record. Yeah. So it's, well, it's, it's funny really too. I mean, just as an agent too, another kind of tip is think. Just scroll through your newsfeed. What is what are other people talking about? Right. What is it that's interesting that you can insert your opinion on as well? Another thing is you don't always have to create an original piece of content. I mean, if say you have a goal of putting out seven pieces of content a week, like a piece of content every day, and you know one day you're just crazy, crazy busy, you could literally just scroll through your newsfeed in five minutes, find an article, share it, and add your own, you know, con- your own opinion on that. Right. And so that's something that's just super easy to do. And then again, that also gives you ideas going further. Like what are people talking about? What are people interested in? Yeah. And I'll make this short, a little short story about that was we have uh, an agent who was had a house and she realized that it was too spread out, it was too big and families weren't really attracted to it. And it's a beautiful house. And she had seen this article going around Facebook about these uh, six or seven women that had saved up all their money to then retire and die together in this big old mansion. And that's, so sounds great. <laughs> I yeah, love that. It, yeah, it, yeah, and it, it's funny because I hadn't, I hadn't seen it on my my news feed, but every woman agent that I talked to, and even my own fiance, who's not a real estate agent, had seen this on their Facebook. That's, yeah. So this was this was going around everywhere, and so we made an ad uh, for the next open house she had. We just made an ad, basically the copy, the pictures, everything, and the targeting within Facebook was all targeted to women, a certain you know over the age of forty, between sixty, and was talking about and about this open house. And on top of that, the open house was a wine day. And it actually was in the evening. It was like a little wine night thing. So we made this whole special event, and it got 500 clicks for less for less than 50 bucks. Wow! And so I've seen the average uh, cost per click for real estate that I've seen is about a dollar 80. Is what I see when I see like um just look up stats. And this was about 10 cents a click. And it's because it was specific to a specific person. And so this wasn't a, you know original idea by her. She just noticed something that was trending that people were talking about. And so that and it, that just topic was on people's minds. So it was going to grab people's attention right. more than a regular ad. It's brilliant. And it worked. And that's the thing is, mm-hmm. is there's always, I mean, there's so many different ways to really figure out how to target a specific audience. You don't need to be a mastermind of analytics. You don't need to have your own custom algorithm built out. It's just Mm-mm. paying attention that to, to what's around you, which is awesome. For instance, I, right now, I live in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. It's a smaller suburb outside of Albuquerque. And if I was an agent, I just got news, the whole city got news that they're building a pretty prominent gym near my house. Mm. And if I was an agent in this area, 
I would be immediately starting advertisements of houses for sale next to that brand spanking new multi-million dollar complex mm -hmm. for people who are into any type of fitness. It's it, that simple. Yeah, it's literally that yeah, simple. Yeah, it's so easy. And and that mentality, you may and that's the thing. Fine, you're 400 pounds as an agent. Who cares? You're still targeting mm -hmm. those people and you mm -hmm. know what their needs are and what they want and they're going to take advantage of that. That's that's how it works. And the simplest thing to note about that is all these things are so simple to execute that you just have to do them. Exactly. Most of them don't take more than 10 minutes. And especially, I mean, if you work with an agency and they and you have an idea, you just say, oh, this is an idea, and then they can make the ad for you if that's, you know, if you don't feel like you have the expertise or want to learn the, the ins and outs of Facebook. But most of the stuff, I know Easy Agent Pro itself has so many YouTube videos that are super right. helpful with yeah. creating Facebook ads and all that stuff. So it's like if you have just a simple idea, again, it just comes down to thinking outside the box. And maybe that doesn't work. But then if you just, re you know, it's, there's no... The only way to success is through failure. You have to keep trying Absolutely. these things and you eventually figure out what works. So, But what happens is either agents just don't try them, they think it's dumb or it won't work for them, or they try it two times and then right. doesn't think it I had this. I was watching this video by Seth Godin, who's a genius marketer and just an overall genius, and he was talking about people who say they experienced writer's block. And it's like, okay, if you're experiencing writer's block, let me show me your five books that were terrible that you wrote. Right. But it's there's just a blank page. There's nothing there. Right. It's like you have to just put stuff out there and just get to that so that you can take, you know, you can have 20 bad ideas to just create that one idea that really, really sticks. Right. And so, I mean, especially with social media, things can go viral, things get shared. You create 100 blog posts and it's that 101st one that ends up getting picked up and then everybody knows you for that one. So it's just a matter of just doing it, not being afraid of failing, really. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and when you, I mean, okay, like another great example, right? You talk about like Game of Thrones, right? Huge, <laughs> huge thing. Dude wrote like 15 other books before he hit it big with that one. <laughs> Like yep. it's, it's something that people just don't understand, you know, mm -hmm. um, the, the woman who did Harry Potter, she wrote tons of short stories before she, mm -hmm. she hit it big with Harry Potter. I mean, that, that's, that's the thing is you're a hundred percent right. If you don't do it, you'll never know. And oh yeah, you got Every person has gotten there just through putting in the time. Right. I read, there's an amazing book called Outliers about Mal uh, by Malcolm Gladwell. And I'll just give two short examples. One is Bill Gates. So Bill Gates, you think of as right. a genius. He, but the fact no. is, <laughs> he just did. He, he, he worked he, his ass off. <laughs> he worked his ass off. He got he got lucky in one sense. He had access to a computer lab at a time when most high at a, in his high school he had access to a computer lab when most college campuses didn't. Right. So that was luck. But the unlucky part was he only had access to that at 4 a.m. Right. But he still went there yeah. every single time and put in the time. And the Beatles, the Beatles became great. They were playing like four hour sets for two years. Right. They started to understand what people responded to, the type of music they liked. So they became better musicians. Musicians. Nobody's born a great storyteller, or a great content creator, a great right. anything. It's, right. it's made. Let's let's dive in a little bit. Let's kind of go back to what. Speaking of content yeah. creation, let's dive into some some better tactics, some more strategy that would be implemented when you want to gear yourself up for being a successful content creator. What what are some of the tactics and strategy that you've seen work, or that you you really like teaching others? So one thing to think about that we've been kind of talking throughout this whole thing, as far as creating content, this is something straight from Gary Vee. Document, don't create. So we, we there's this almost this wall of illusion that we think we have to create these st there's stellar videos and all this stuff, and we come up with excuses for why we're not doing it. So the first step is just, again, document, don't create. And then so the next step that I would say is start either time chunking or create a routine for making a video series. We gotta understand that we're just in, by human, by being a human, we're extremely habitual creatures. So we have to start scheduling and making routine out of doing this. So 
so whether it's if you're going to do a video series like we talked about, if you're passionate about soccer, about a sports team, either A, start, say, every Sunday, I'm going to shoot five videos and I'm going to do, you know, put out one video a week. So then within a couple hours, maybe even an hour, you already have five videos for the month. Or if you like, if you want to do it differently, you could do it every Monday, you know, at 8 a.m. It works in my schedule. I'm going to do this. And an important thing to know, it's called a pre-mortem failure plan. And so basically you think about if I had a goal to hit in the next month or next six, uh, six months, my goal is to put out a piece of content every single day. Think about why, what would stop you. Six months from now and you failed, you didn't do that. What's stopping you? So then you can create an if-then plan. So for example, it's picking up your kids from school or, pick, or there's just different things that conflict. Create an if-then plan. So if I can't make this content on Monday, I'm then gonna do it on Tuesday. So that's why there's a big benefit to time, to, uh, What's it, time chunking? Right. Because as an agent, th I mean, I deal with this being running my own business as well. There's things that come up all the time. That it's, that's one of the hard things about staying consistent with content is that agents get pulled in so many different directions. And I saw a stat that agents use about about 89% of their day goes to administrative work and only about 11% goes to the client. Right. And so a huge switch that's happening with real estate is that so much power is now in the ha hands of the consumer. Right. So, so agents need to be able to leverage that the technology in the same way. So by basically there's so many things that agents do that if we just if you even outsource got a vir virtual assistant. Right. I was God, just going to um, say, you know, the at this in 2019, if your excuse is that you're doing too much paperwork, you're doing your <laughs> you're doing your job wrong. You really, you, you really truly are. There's, that's not an excuse anymore. And like you said, there's virtual assistants out there. There's companies that can help you manage that. 90% of it's all digital now. So you don't even have to stress. It's literally a mouse click. You do it enough times, it's going to be, you're going to memorize it. And, and that's mm -hmm. the thing. And it, it's, I totally agree with you on that. 100%. Love it. Love that. So what I'd say, I'll say as far as also about um, just kind of a mindset as well that we talked about with uh, social media is it comes down to consistency and being committed. Right. And if you want people in your community to be committed to you, then you got to be committed to them. And the fact is, even if we're we're talking about Taco Tuesday or talking about all these different ideas that sound almost dumb or silly, right. but people like that. Think about how big reality TV is and all these different things. Right. People like seeing into your life. They don't, the, the big, this is a huge thing with social media. The biggest opportunity right now is being real, is being genuine, is being authentic because social media has put such this thing of everybody having to be perfect and it's created such a comparative society. But when you, the way to cut through all that noise is to just speak your truth. Right. And it's that, so the more people get used to speaking their truth and get comfortable speaking that and just talking about their interests. I talk about this all the time in my motivational stuff that um, people talk about how to create content and whatnot. And I'm like, if you are a flute player, talk about playing the flute, play the flute. Because you know why? There are companies that make flutes that make millions of dollars a year selling this instrument. Right. So, so there's obviously people that play it. So if you talk about what you're genuinely interested in and like, you're going to attract the right people that, act, that are going to want to work with you. Right. And so the goal with all this content creating should be to be, become more than an agent, but become a community leader, become a trusted ally and really even a friend. So as far as some other topics would be create a list of events that you would like to attend or other events that maybe you're not going to have the time to, right. but that you think you know, are interesting or people would be interested in. And as far another thing would be to create your own events. So you could do these at your home or at a listing. And even a better idea would be to partner up with a, a local business and that you that way you can cross promote. Find there's tons of local businesses that are really into social media that love it and actually think it's really beneficial. So if you created some event and say you would even do the marketing for them and advertise and spend money to do, do that, and maybe it's at a restaurant and they'll cater the food. So now it's a dual experience where they're getting more people in their doors testing their food and actually 
you know, getting probably more people that are going to come to the restaurant in the future. Right. And you're creating an, an environment and an event that isn't about just real estate. Right. It's a thing that people are going to remember and enjoy. And then again, real estate's a thing where it, it might take six months, might be eight months. But if you're the person that is interesting and that people have certain commonalities with, they're more, way more likely to choose you and you're going to be on top of their mind. Right. Especially if you're posting every single day or staying consistent with that, people are going to be seeing you. It's just, just logical. And there's, there's two or three things that I'm taking from this that I, I want to bring up. Number one, you brought up Taco Tuesday, right? Sounds, <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, right? We're laughing about mm -hmm. it. I just pulled yeah. up in, in, my, in, in New Mexico, I just pulled up the word tacos on Facebook. And there's a mm -hmm. Facebook group in, in New Mexico called Tacos of New Mexico. There's 2,000 members, and they literally are just talking about tacos. Yep. You are missing out on 2,000 people in your city that could potentially be interested in purchasing a home if you weren't part of that group. It sounds ridiculous. Yeah, it sounds ridiculous, but it's there. I mean, if you're, in, if you're mm -hmm. in any area that specializes in Southwest food, join up with some of those corny Facebook groups. They're awesome. Yeah. And, and it, I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna go off of that as well because that was one of the things I want to talk about was create Facebook events, create Facebook yeah. groups. You don't need to. It doesn't have to be real estate agents of Orange County. That could be something that if your goal is to create more referrals and connect with other real estate agents, that's great. But if your goal is to connect with people in your community and growing clientele, then yeah, if you love tacos, create a group for Taco Tuesday in you know wherever your city is. It's that simple. And yeah. it, it won't. You're gonna have three people in the group maybe the first day, but it's if you stay committed to it. Those are the things that are going to grow upon itself as well because people are going to become involved in that, are going to share their own ideas. And you just can, you know, insert your opinion once in a while, but you don't even have to – that doesn't have to be your primary thing that all you're doing is talking about tacos. It's just another thing to insert yourself into the community. Yeah, and then the, the next thing that I really love that you brought up was the only way for people – I really hope that agents write this down. The only way for people to get committed to you is for you to commit to them. This is mm -hmm. a very simple – task that a lot of agents don't even realize they're missing. They're missing the mark wildly on. And, and it's as simple as this, guys. If you put your phone number on a yard sign, make sure that that voicemail is not full. It's simple stuff like that that'll make or break a sale on a property. And it sounds like child, childish bullcrap. I can't tell you as an active person trying to purchase a home how many properties we didn't care about because we called the number on that yard sign and they were not available to help us out. And the, the, the more important thing is, fine, you are that busy, that's totally fine. Take the phone number off the yard sign. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. It's okay to sit there and say, you know what, I'm very busy, I'll contact you as quickly as possible. You can, mm -hmm. and that's a big thing. If you wanna stay committed to people, choose wisely who you're committing to, and it's mm -hmm. okay to say no if you're overwhelmed. It's totally mm -hmm. fine. And you need to, people really need to understand that because you're, it, trust me, it makes or breaks an entire experience well, for somebody who's ready to buy a house or sell it for of, that matter. No, that, that makes me think of what I was saying earlier about the nurture program is that a lot of agents are doing the first step. Even if they're committed to it, they're doing the first step of putting a message out there. Right. But then they're not replying. Right. Like they're just putting something out there and then hoping people see it. And then people actually do see it and then maybe respond to it. But then they're not responding to comments or they're not actually calling people back. And like I said just a second ago with that stat, if you don't respond within the first five minutes, 30 minutes, a lot of times they're going to just find somebody else. That's just the nature of how fast-paced things are going now. And so there's tons of technology. There's this one company that I recommend everybody look up called Agentology. And basically what they do is they will collect your f all your leads, whether it's somebody calling you, whether it's somebody emailing you or 
getting a notification from a Zillow lead or a lead from a Facebook page, they will automatically follow up and call with these people with a real human being 24-7. Unfortunately, most calls end up coming on the weekend or at or during the evening, and that's maybe when you have family time and you might not want be wanting to do business. So this company actually will do that all for you. So the point of me saying this is there's so many different technological advancements that can help leverage your time and help uh, grow your business the same way that so many people are you know, using Zillow and things to learn more about real estate, you can do the same thing to help service those customers better. Right, absolutely. Yeah, no, and, and I love it. I think it's really cool. Um, I, was, I think some of the best parts of the podcast were in that little section, so thanks for sharing that stuff with us. Pretty cool. Um, so move, we'll move on right next to the next uh, next topic I want to discuss, which is is ideas. What ideas have you seen um, or you know, outside-the-box cool things that have worked out really well for real estate agents in the past when they're doing content? So one cool thing with the agent we're working with right now is it just was so different, so I thought it would be cool to talk about, is he is known for having a new pair of shoes. He just, I think, I don't know if it's when he ever buys it, or I think it's literally weekly, he has a new pair of white shoes. So he hashtags everything white shoe realtor. And then when he gets new agents or new clients or sells a house, he then gives shoes to his clients as well. Brilliant. And so it just so, it just spreads the message. And then if you see like hashtag white shoe realtor or these different things around town, you're just naturally might look it up just out of interest because it's just something different. And then that then can, he tags all of his photos with that as well. So it just, again, makes you more explorable. Right. So that anything that just, again, he loves shoes. So that might be, that's one of the video series we were just talking about doing was maybe a Saturday shoes with Steven type of thing. And so again, the topic ideas should just be things that are, interesting to you because the biggest thing of all this is staying consistent and committed so as long as there's things that you're interested in and our interests change over time and so do people so if we're just truthful with what we are enjoying to talk about people are going to respond to that so much better right absolutely yeah um I, and off off that note i saw here in our notes that you had graciously given me before the podcast i appreciate it uh event ideas movie screenings are awesome like you said, reality TV, awesome. Sports, super good. A scavenger hunt around the city is freaking brilliant. Imagine <laughs> setting up where you have multiple open houses in one day. You partner up with another realtor and you say, "Yeah, mm. go to these three. Go to these three open houses that are part of our brokerage and check them out. And if you do all three, you get a stamp, and then we give you a free bottle of wine or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Incentivize people. Especially, I mean, the thing is." We do sit a lot around our phone a lot more, and everything's getting so much easier. Everything's one click away. So naturally, humans are going to get a little bit lazier because everything we need is so easily at our disposal. So if you want to motivate people, you need to incentivize them. Right. So, so by doing things that are actually fun, and, and more than even that, it's about creating an experience, something that people aren't going to get just by sitting on their couch. And so by making an open house fun like that into a scavenger, hound, a scavenger house, then have scavenger hunt, and then having a reward at the end of it, that's going to actually make a bigger difference. Right. Uh, poker blackjack night. Love it. You have a property with a really great game room. Why the hell are you not taking advantage of that? <laughs> exactly. It, yeah, there's stuff. I mean, it's great. It's fabulous. All this, all these ideas are great. Um, uh, other than that, you know, the next, so you came up with this cool idea. We decided to do poker night. How do I understand, how do I get this out on social media? What do I do? You know, what are the different ways to maybe create the con? I've got the content created. I'm ready to run an ad. I'm ready to just share it with the world. What the hell do I do? So well, the first thing I would do is definitely be posting on your personal Facebook because that's going to get a lot more traction than the business page or potentially even Instagram itself. I mean, you could, you could boost it, friends. right? You could boost it on your oh. business page too. Yes. Yeah, so, so yeah, definitely boost it. And again, if you're doing a poker night, you could literally 
if it's at an open house, you can type in the address of the open house within the Facebook ad that you're creating, and then set anywhere from a mile radius to a two, three mile radius. And if you set a mile radius, you could even, in the ads of the copy, be like, oh, come walk over to our open house. It's like right, right down the street from you type of thing. Yeah. And then you can simply create a target demographic of people that are interested in poker, interested in these different type of things. Right. And you will be amazed at how much response you actually get from that. Right. Right. And you do that consistently. And you and the other thing to think about, too, is a lot of these events, with the main the thing that should uh, come before all these events is starting to build that trust, starting to build people familiar with you. Because it's just like anything. If you're walking on the street and somebody's like, oh, hey, come to my poker night tonight, you're going to probably be like, I, I don't know about that. Right. But if you if it's a friend that says that, you're going to be obviously more be like, oh, yeah, that sounds fun. Let's right, do that. Right. So the thing that the important thing to note before these events is starting to build that trust in those relationships through your consistent posting so that people are going to be more trusting and more responsive when you have these type of events. And one thing that would be really, really cool that I recommend every single agent to do, like I said, this I want this to be a lifetime strategy, is create an event, an annual event, whether it's a movie screening, whether it's a poker night. Yeah, and really brilliant. The First, yeah, at first time it's gonna you're probably gonna have only a few people there. That's totally fine. But you imagine wanting to be that. Imagine being that agent. And we have an agent that actually did this. This was years ago. This was before even social media. The agent started that. He started a charity charity event. He's a San Francisco agent. He started a charity event, um, just giving toys to children. You know, again, it started off of an interest for him, a true just passion of his and other people resonated with that and now this event is not just like a big event for him it's like a san francisco event that celebrities yeah. go to and people are everybody's attending i think they had over a thousand people or a thousand gifts from like a thousand different people or something last year awesome. and so it's like and that was within a few years of starting it so so we had start a, an annual event yeah. yeah speaking of annual events one good idea that i recommend all agents do um, we had a guy, a client of ours, who built this beautiful website. We had just released our uh, home pages where there was moving video on it, um, on the ba- on the ba- on the header image. And so what we ended up doing, what he ended up doing, so he did a he does a yearly event where he calls up every single one of his clients that he sold a home to or helped to ha- help to sell the house, and then he takes them all out to like a really nice restaurant, a nice like That's cafe something. or something. And just to celebrate and catch up with them and see what's going on. Yeah. And what he did was he create he used that opportunity to create content around it. And that was his video. Mm-hmm. That's his video opener for his website of him hanging out with all of his clients that he had sold easily two, three million dollars worth of property. Mm-hmm. No problem at all. And that and it, it just resonates with everybody. I want, you know, if I'm sitting there, I want I want to be the next person sitting at that nice restaurant enjoying a oh, cocktail yeah, exactly. with him. So exactly. it's yeah. And so there there are the annual event idea I love. I think it's a really cool thing. Movie screening, super awesome idea. The yeah, and, and that's the thing. Look at the other stuff that's going on in your community. If there's a run for breast cancer or Parkinson's or something like that, donate your time. Be one of those volunteers mm-hmm. there. Be a booth. Spend the extra money. Be a booth there and just say, hey, I'm here to help mm-hmm. you out. You know, And that's the thing is you're going to find people that you never knew you could be a niche audience caretaker for. Parkinson's mm-hmm. is a really nasty disease and it requires a lot of handicap equipment in a property. And if you know a property like that, it's easier to target those people and say, hey, I've got a, an affordable property that you guys could <laughs> move into and you'll be happier and healthier with, with you fighting your disease. I'm here to help you. I'm here to take care of you. There's always a way to market yourself appropriately with the people who you're marketing to. 
So take advantage 100%. of it. 100%. That was brilliant. Yeah. 100%. Thank you. Um, I've been doing this for a little bit, so it's getting there. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, I mean, let's, you know, social media, advertising, Facebook, the all the social media stuff. Which one do you think is probably the strongest one if you were to spend money on advertising? What one would you really gear your, your ad dollars to? So one, it depends on your, your unique goals and what you're trying to accomplish. I look at Instagram as the best branding tool out there. I agree. Then the nature of the platform and just the engagement is so much higher. Um, Facebook is great. Again, if you're trying to do lead ads and lead generation. And that's, that's what we're all about. Bet. Yeah. EAP is all mm -hmm. about the lead generation. So exactly. That we always, I so, agree. I completely agree with you. So that's what I would say is the emphasis should be on posting, just posting content. When you make content, you can post it everywhere. Except what I would say is for LinkedIn, let's keep that curated towards maybe press hits or li listing announcements so we're not just talking about Taco Tuesday. It might not be the best audience. Right. But for Facebook and Instagram, that, that is a good audience for that. And so the thing to note is that business pages on Facebook get terrible, terribly low engagement. The, I've seen clothing brands that have a million followers getting 20 likes on a post. Right. So the benefit of Instagram is how great the engagement is and just and Instagram is constantly updating its platform. They're trying to compete with YouTube, so they have IGTV, trying to compete with Snapchat, so they have all their right, story the features and whatnot. And, stuff, yeah, yeah. and so, so yeah, I think Instagram is the best tool to really grow your brand and start growing that trust. And then use Facebook to do those lead generation ads at those same p people that are following you or the same people that have engaged in your ads before. Right. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, I think that uh, I, I strongly agree with you that the as far as interaction is concerned, Instagram is, is a no-brainer. The, the double-edged sword with it is that it's very difficult to advertise a specific listen or generate leads mm -hmm. for real estate agents on Instagram. So again, if you're, if you're doing the, the pyramid, I would say mm -hmm. you know the top Instagram, you don't need to spend any money on. You can do that engagement, mm -hmm. like you said, through the content that you're creating. Mm -hmm. um, and then I want to talk about hashtags, right? So Instagram yeah. is notorious for hashtags, and it's one of, one of the best things I think they've ever created. Um, so you know, what, what's your idea with hashtagging things? Like you said, the white shoe guy or whatever was that's mm -hmm. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, so what's great, what I'll say is his, it's funny because I actually had an argument with him at first about the white shoe thing because I didn't get it. And then he, because he just was doing white shoe realtor on stuff. I was like, what is that? And then he explained to me the whole background behind it. I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. Right. So the thing to keep in mind with hashtags is they are used for people to discover things. So I thought the white shoe realtor was dumb because I'm like, who's looking that up? But when he explained how it's around town and these different things, right. then when people go to look it up, they find it. So the important thing with hashtags is to understand that it's used to be discovered. So the, the things to note about that is when you're choosing hashtags, choose ones that are between 100,000 posts to 5 million posts. When you type in a hashtag, it will tell you how many times this has been posted. Right. The, reas the reason being is if you use a hashtag that has 50 million things, like say hashtag even home, Within two seconds, your post is going to be buried. Nobody's going to see it because right. so many people are posting about it. And if you w use one that has t you know, very few, like a 1,000 hashtags or even zero or 10,000, people aren't searching it. So it's like there's not really a big point to it. So finding ones that have a few hundred thousand to maybe a low million or two million, those are the ones that you're actually going to start getting some engagement and get actual new followers from because people are looking those hashtags up and you actually have a chance of seeing them. And on top of that, uh, you will actually can make it to the explore page or make it to the top of that hashtag. So what's great is once your page starts growing more, you start it kind of it's like this effect. It builds that momentum and kind of snowballs. That like for example, with my account, how I was saying how it's starting to grow rapidly more than ever. Right. It's because when you start getting that initial base of believers and that initial base of um, followers that are liking and engaging with your your uh, content, 
then they're gonna you have more people liking it. Facebook or Instagram is gonna show it to more people, right. and that's kind of kind of transitioning into even the algorithm just to understand a little bit, and why quality and consistency is important is that say you post something and Instagram shows it to 20 of your followers. If only five people like it or engage with it, the next time tw the next 20 people that log on their phone that are your followers, maybe only you know five of them now they're gonna show that image to. But if you were, if you know what, more a high percentage of those people actually engage with that content initially, then when more people come on, they're going to show it to more people. Right. And then the next time you post, they're going to show it to more people. So when you start, at, and again, that's why it's cool to have like a video series that people are looking forward to seeing what you're talking about Sunday. And there's something like binge worthy almost about it to an extent. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. It's a it's a straight drug. Instagram, without a doubt, is oh, is yeah. it's absolutely without a doubt. And uh, mm -hmm. you know, I I. I, it just clicked in my head too, and you're 100 percent right about the consistency of it. And you're the quality can be yeah. wishy-washy, right? You don't really have to yeah. be the best person in the whole world. But especially second, when you're a real estate agent, it's like right. it's different than trying to be a model or something. And that's you know, and so. what that's what I was gonna say is it's really funny because when you if you if you do it properly, you will get to that point where you do you do hit it big with some bigger influence. I hate using the term influencers. I think it's ridiculous, but um, and that's just me being a thirty-year-old no, crusty bitter man. But um, <laughs> the influence, you know, you will hit it with some influencers, and some of those people are going to mm -hmm. share your content, and then you just you you will exponentially grow from there. And a, a great example of that is the fire festival fiasco, right? One of the greatest videos I have ever seen of something just blowing out of proportion and it, it, it all started with a stupid Instagram post of an orange square. That's all it was. The, the, yep. There was nothing that was beautiful or well done about it at all. It was tacky. It's an orange square. And what was it, like a billion people ended up sharing it? Something like that? Yep. You know, mm -hmm. it's possible. It, it really yep. shows that it doesn't have to be something that's the next mind-blowing video. You don't have to be exactly. the, the Casey Neistat of YouTube to have a good video. You don't. Um, and and something, something to kind of take note, just to go off of that, is with uh, just a kind of a tactical thing some, you can do as an agent just a few minutes a day to start growing your account even more, is find the bigger agents or the bigger things that you're interested in. So if it's an agent, you know, look at the guys on million dollar, million dollar listing that have 500,000 followers or million right, followers. Right. Or go to these luxury home pages. Or again, if you're a sports fan, just become, you know, start right. following whatever sports team you are. And what the tactic is, is to turn on post notifications for these uh, different pages that you're following so that whenever they post, you can be one of the first people to leave a comment. And so what happens is with in Instagram now, you can like comments and the comments are sorted based on basically yeah, their you're engagement right there. level. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, if you post if you post if a comment within the first you know 10 minutes of, of this page with a million followers that gets you know 20,000 likes a photo, a, a huge percent of those people are going to see your comment just because it's at the top if you're one of the first ones. And if you leave something genuine or something that actually is interesting that people would right. like versus just cool photo, you could actually get a lot of traffic. And I've d tested that for myself, tested that for agents, and you'd be amazed that you actually get a lot of uh, feedback from it. Yeah. It's actually it's called the uh, the two cents uh, or dollar the dollar eighty uh, 
formula basically where you're leaving your two cents and you're doing that like a few times throughout the day and it ends up adding up to $1.80. Obviously, if you don't, you don't, everybody has the time to do that, but just leave your two cents everywhere once in a while. And again, the more you put yourself out there with content, with comments, the more chance of you being discovered. And this is just dumb things you can do throughout your day when you're just, instead of spending a few minutes on an, a game or just scrolling through your own newsfeed, put it towards growing it. And that's how I started my whole business to begin with is I noticed I was wasting so much time on my phone playing apps or playing games or just scrolling through my newsfeed right. that if I put that towards growing my own brand, it would pay off. And it was just that little bit of time that made all the difference right. in the world. Yeah. No, and it's true. It's totally true. Five, what, you, what you can do in five minutes on your website will benefit mm, your yeah. SEO greatly. You have, like I, you know, uh, we have the vendor app. It's really cool. It allows you to add your preferred vendors. If you spend 30 minutes just doing one a week, one a day, you know, A, that 30 minutes is going to eventually drop down to 10 minutes because you've done it five mm -hmm. or 10 times. And B, that's SEO building and it's outside yep. the box SEO building. I'm not, I may be, I may already have a house, but if I'm looking for the best roofer in town and your information pulls up before the roofer does, dude. That's it. You've just set yourself yeah. up for success eight, nine months mm -hmm. down the line when I'm ready to invest in another property. It's, exactly. it's brilliant. And, that's, and that's, there's no silver bullet at all. And I said, you know, I said if there ever was one, it was this. But there really isn't. There's no – anybody who says that they can sell you a specific number of leads or they can get you a specific number of anything are selling you freaking snake oil. And the only I reason why they're doing it is because you can do the exact same freaking thing in half the, for free if you just spend the time and energy doing it. Which I love. 100%. So, 100%. sorry, I'm like make, I'm making you lose clients telling them to not hire you. <laughs> oh, no, 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 it's funny. I mean, part of this whole was inspired by like, I still want to, like, basically, there's certain things like maybe posting and there's certain distribution things that take time, posting to all these different channels or running ads. So, my goal with my agency is to do the certain administrative work that might, and like, for example, I'm really good at writing ad copy and that might not be your best specialty, right. but I want to have agents actually be doing all the things that only they can do, which is talking about themselves, right. talking about their life, making those connections because only they can do that. You might need an agency to do certain things like lead follow-up or create these nurture programs and all these different things and maybe to help guide you with strategy. But I mean, I've been noticing myself how much personal branding is everything and that's what made me, inspired me to do this and I want to go, continue to go the route of doing more coaching for agents so that they can kind of get more inspired and get on a, a track of creating content, staying consistent with it and really find Finding their voice and becoming that content creator so they can really connect with people. Right, absolutely. Um, I mean, we're we're pretty much there. We've hit we've hit yeah. our good timer, forty five minute conversation, which I love. They keep getting longer and longer, which is awesome. It's more for me to edit. <laughs> Gives me job security. Um, but with that said, Rhett, I really do appreciate you taking your time out of your day to chat with me a little bit. Um, just so people do know, Mr. Rhett will be on our uh, webinar as well, which we will get scheduled for a, a Wednesday coming up. He has a great PowerPoint presentation that he's going to show you guys. Hopefully, you guys can make it to that. Um, the link for that will be in the description of the podcast along with his contact information. If you do want somebody to help you create content for your website, Rhett's your man. He'll take care of you. So definitely, uh, any last words of advice you want to give these people before we sign off? Is just to get started, right? That's Freaking it. do it, right? Just get do it before you're ready. You just <laughs> yeah. gotta do it. Nike, Nike, all all the way, man. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Just do I don't it. know if we're allowed to say. I guess we can say their thing. I don't know. <laughs> this podcast. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's many Nike 
affiliated <laughs> real estate people that are <laughs> going to lose it. But anyway, yeah, um, and he's right. Rhett's 100% right. And if, you, if you're still, if you want to dip your toes in, that's fine. That's what Rhett's here for. He's here to take care of you and make sure that you go down the right path. With that said, exactly. thanks again, man. Thanks for wasting some time with me. It's great. <laughs> I, lo- I love it. Gives me something to yeah, do. Me too. Um, uh, Easy Agent Proers, if you do need help with your website, feel free to hit the help button in the upper right-hand corner of the dashboard of your website. You'll get connected right away. If you're new to EAP and you're interested in how you can generate more leads on for your real estate business, be sure to go to www.easyagentpro.com. Check it out. There's a demo there. We'll be happy to help you if you do need help. Thanks again. We look forward to chatting and next week we will see you with another podcast episode. Awesome. Cool. That was fun. Thank you for listening to In The Lead. If you have enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us an honest review. For more great content, check out our blog at easyagentpro.com. And as always, we'll see you later.